Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. From KQED. When you think about America's biggest cities, many have a recognizable accent. From the shifting vowels of Chicago to the dropped R's of New York, like you'll hear in this Joan Rivers clip. When I was 21, my mother said, only a doctor for you. When I was 22, she said, all right, a lawyer, CPA. 24, she said, we'll grab a dentist. 26, she said, anything. Now, if you ask people for an example of a San Francisco accent, some might say it sounds like this. Tough Tony from, from the Petrera. Asada Mark, Asada Slot, whatever. That's where you picked up that accent, eh? Right. Yeah. That brogue. The Mission Brogue accent is on full display in this 1985 interview with Tough Tony. He was a San Francisco bus driver. They used to ask me, you know, when I left them off at the transfer point, are you from Brooklyn? I says, no, I'm not from Brooklyn. I'm from Sada Market. <laughs> but native San Franciscans have a lot of ways of speaking. The campaign is over. And it is time for us to forget about the drama that existed in the world of politics during that the That was the thing that made me want to play, was rock and roll. When I heard Chuck Berry and all the great rock and roll licks. And, and just I was like so poor like, for so long. And struggling as a comic that, like, I just That was Mayor London Breed, Grateful Dead frontman Jerry Garcia, and comedian Ali Wong. All of them San Francisco natives, all with different ways of speaking. My name is Jonathan Morton. I live in Mountain View, California. This is our question asker this week, and he wants to settle the matter. The question I had is, is there such a thing as a San Francisco accent? first aired this story in 2019, but since then, this question has come up several more times from different people. I'm Olivia Allen-Price. On this week's edition of Bay Curious, we're on the search for the San Francisco accent. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. If there's one person in the KQED newsroom who has done a lot of thinking already about accents, it's Chloe Veltman. Hey, Chloe. Hi, Olivia. All right. So accents. Right. So I am fascinated by accents. Not a day goes by where people don't ask me what part of Australia I'm from. Of course, I'm not from Australia. I'm from England. I've been here for so long. 
uh, approaching 20 years probably. So maybe something funny is happening to my voice over all these years. Uh, so I'm curious about how accents change and shift and why people hear one thing and not another, you know? What do you think people hear when they talk about a San Francisco accent? Wow. Well, many different things. I sat down with a bunch of San Francisco natives who work at our own media organization, KQED. Um, it's this wide and varied group of folks, people of diverse ages and genders, ethnic and socioeconomic backgrounds and so on. Uh, for example, Marianne comes from a Chinese-American family, second generation. She grew up in the Sunset District in the 1970s. But Dom's family uh, has been in the city for five generations. He's African-American and 31 years old. And by native, just to be clear, you do mean someone who was born and raised in San Francisco, right? Precisely. Some even had families in San Francisco going back to the gold rush days. One thing I got from chatting with this group is there are wildly differing views as to whether there is a San Francisco accent or not. So I'm curious to know, do you think there is such a thing as a San Francisco accent? Yes, and I hear it in my grandmother. Um, very much so. There is. There, there um, certain neighborhoods, like I'm from the Mission District, so I feel like a lot of people have told me I got like a certain tone to my accent, kind of like a, almost like a New Yorker or a Boston accent. In San Francisco, there are so many different cultures and people. I think I can't ever hear it. Another thing I got from this group of KQED native speakers is that there seems to be some fuzziness over the definition of the word accent. When I asked my colleagues to describe the San Francisco accent, they pointed out the Oakland expression hella, or the way people from around here say S-I to refer to St. Ignatius. But accent isn't the same thing as word choice. It's not an accent thing at all, though. It's just sort of like a specialised local vocabulary. That's linguist Lauren Hall Liu. Lauren works at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland. She's a San Francisco native. My family is fifth generation Chinese American. Um, my mom initially grew up in Chinatown and then later the Sunset District. And has spent years studying the way in which people speak in her hometown and especially in the Sunset District where she grew up. So logically, every single person has an accent because everyone has some set of pronunciations that they use most of the time. And that's going to be different from someone else's set of pronunciations. But there's not really a way of speaking that identifies as San Franciscan. But what about those people you spoke with who grew up in the city who do think there's an accent? Right. Well, there is this one way of speaking, Olivia, that came up in conversations I had both with linguists and locals. Do you remember Tough Tony? I was a Muni man a month, right. Tony's accent is particular to Irish and Jewish people who started settling in the city during the gold rush days. Many of them originally spent time on the East Coast. Which explains why they sound a little bit like they're from New York. Right. The accent is sometimes called the Mission Brogue or Mission Twang because the Mission neighbourhood was this big Irish enclave back in the day. But it's fading at this point. Those that spoke it are dead or getting on in life. You can hear traces of it, though, in Jerry Brown's voice, for instance. California's former governor comes from true San Francisco Irish stock. Well, you want to know about the mansion? Well, let me tell you about the mansion. We have nine bedrooms. And it looks kind of like a Safeway store. So Jerry Brown's speech style is definitely reminiscent of that old Mission Broke style. Linguist Lauren Holu. The one that stood out to me the most, I think, is probably the way he says the R in store. And it looks kind of like a Safeway store. So it's a, a rather soft or even uh, deleted R, a sort of what we call a non-rhotic pronunciation. It's more like store than store. 
Lauren says other markers of this accent are things like dropping the th at the end of south, so it sounds more like sout. Okay, so like tough Tony from sout a de slot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and also pronouncing a word like third as thoid. I was going out to Third Street on a 22 Fillmore. San Francisco, like New York and Chicago and other big cities, was a total melting pot. Starting in the mid-1800s, San Francisco attracted people from all over the world. English was spoken in many different ways, and, and English was only one of many languages spoken. Lauren says the reason people came to view the Mission Brogue as the San Francisco accent in the 20th century, in spite of all this variety, has a lot to do with who wielded the most power. The idea of a San Francisco accent is usually framed in terms of a specific social group that was predominant at the, at the time in terms of political power, for example. Lauren says Irish immigrants were more visible in public life than many of the other groups living in the city. They dominated local politics and law enforcement. Which might explain why some people, even today, see this as the San Francisco accent, even though the city's leaders are more diverse these days. Right. A few people still speak with a Mission Brogue type accent, mainly older white folks, but it mostly lives on in archive recordings of people like Tough Tony. So it's strange that people still identify that way of speaking as quintessentially San Franciscan. Because what I said just now about Gold Rush San Francisco still holds true today. English is spoken in many different ways in the city, and it's only one of many languages we hear every day. Lauren Hallu says the very question of whether there is or ever has been a San Francisco accent is problematic for that reason. Are you honestly meaning to ask that the people from Chinatown talk like the Russians in the Richmond talk like Central Americans in the Mission, right? No, of course not. What you mean is probably, is there a way of speaking that we associate with the middle-class white people of European heritage. That's what that question usually means. And that's the problem. You know, <laughs> that's not actually representative of the city. So there neither is nor ever was a universal San Francisco accent. Correct. Disappointed? Yeah, I think a little bit. Well, if it makes you feel better, Olivia, many native San Franciscans are participating in some statewide California accent trends. There's this thing linguists call the Great California Vowel Shift. Mm, tell me more. Young Californians, in particular, are pronouncing certain vowels in a more forward place in their mouths. So a Californian who says, like, that black dress, it might sound a bit more like that block dress. I mean, I'm overdoing it. That's like over-exaggerated, but it's going in that direction. Lauren picked out touches of this shift going on with the native San Franciscan co-workers whom I chatted with. I sent Lauren audio samples of each person reciting this whimsical little text about rainbows. It's part of a standardised script that linguists like Lauren use to analyse people's speech patterns. When the sunlight strikes raindrops in the air, they act as a prism and form a rainbow. The rainbow is a division of white light into many beautiful colours. These take the shape of a long, round arch with its path high above and its two ends apparently beyond the horizon. Lauren says she can hear traces of the California vowel shift in the younger speakers in particular, especially on the word rainbow. The change is from the pronunciation of O in the back of the mouth, O, rainbow, to more in the front of the mouth. So rainbow. Lauren says the oldest person in the sample has the more O-like pronunciation, and the youngest speaker is doing more of the O thing. Oldest. Rainbow. Youngest. Rainbow. Oldest. Rainbow. Youngest. Rainbow. 
It's super hard to hear the distinction there. Agreed. I can barely hear it. Lauren says the differences in this sample are subtle and the data set I threw at her is admittedly very small. But Lauren says the KQED's speech patterns do appear to follow some of the main statewide accent trends, even going so far as to sound like this. I'm just putting some California dicks in these small bowls for our wedding guests. Great. I'm going to go change the filter on the lagoon-style pool. That's a scene from the Saturday Night Live series The Californians, starring Kristen Wiig and Fred Armisen. It makes fun of the Golden State, including the way people speak around here. No one really talks like that, though. Well, according to Teresa Pratt, another linguist whom I chatted with for this story, some people actually do. She's written a whole paper about the connection between media representations of Californian speech patterns and actual Californian speech patterns. Man, my whole family's coming in from Simi Valley. They're going to take the 118 West to the 23 South, all the way to the Tierra Rojada Road exit. Then they'll be here. The 118. Isn't that... All that construction on the 405, going to just back everything up, Stuart? (laughs) Wow. So is this SNL skit a window into the future of how we're going to speak out here in California? Uh, Well, Teresa says younger people in California are trending towards these sorts of speech patterns. But let's not forget that there will always be many, many different ways of speaking across the Golden State. I'd like to thank Teresa Pratt and Lauren Hall-Lou for their insights. Thanks also to Jonathan Morton, who asked the question this week. And shout out to James and Julie, who sent in similar questions. And thanks to all the KQEDers who participated in this story. And Chloe, thanks to you for your reporting. You're welcome, Olivia. The Bay Curious team is going to be off through the end of the year, and you know what that means. It's a great time to check out our archive for all kinds of fun stories. I love the one about the mysterious walls in the East Bay and the one about tunnels under San Francisco. We'll put a link to those in our show notes. We'll be back with new episodes in January. Our show is produced by Katrina Schwartz, Sebastian Mignobuccelli, Brendan Willard, and me, Olivia Allen Price. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. On behalf of our whole team, we wish you a very happy new year. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.